Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio here in Parsons, Kansas. I am your host, Sean Fry. We're recording this on New Year's Eve. I am a happy man because the Kansas City Chiefs are division champs of the AFC West for the eighth year in a row. But I'm going to tell you something that makes me happier today right now, and it's who our guest is. It's a brand new guest to the show. We're nearing 200 episodes of the show, and it's a first-time guest, and hopefully not his first time. J.J. Davis, the head coach of the Neosha County Panthers women's basketball team. He's also an assistant for the men this year. The guy doesn't know when to stop. Uh, he is our guest today. Uh, JJ, welcome to the show. How are we doing today, JJ? Man, thanks a lot for having me, Sean, man. This is a pleasure of mine, and, and man, I'm just excited to be on your show and, and uh, ready to talk some hoops and uh, excited for your Chiefs and my Chiefs, man. We got another division title tonight. So are you? A, so you're a Chiefs guy now, huh? Yeah, hey, listen, I... I'm a Chiefs guy. I, you know, even though I, I went to school at West Virginia and, and did all that, I, I've still been a, a Chiefs guy, a, a Royals guy, and an Oklahoma City Thunder guy. So that's who I am. I'll tell you what, I've been to a couple Oklahoma City Thunder games. That that arena is one of the – it most closely – it's one of the arenas in the NBA that most closely resembles a college atmosphere. And I enjoy going to games there. I've been blessed to go to a few. And it's always fun to watch an NBA game in person. Man, Sean, my wife got me Christmas tickets. I got to go watch uh, uh, LeBron James and the Lakers and uh, against uh, the Thunder. So, uh, man, it was uh, it was one of the best Christmas gifts and one of the best Christmases I've had in a, in a long time. I'll tell you what, as as uh, God, LeBron James. It, so let me give. I'll tell you a little story. When I was ten years old, uh, is when my parents got divorced, and one of the and right at that time was when LeBron James was a senior in high school. I naturally gravitated to being a fan of his because he was big and super popular, and I was looking for something new that wasn't Chiefs or Royals because was, I was so closely connected to my family with those two professional teams. So I wanted to get into the NBA, and so I, got, I became a fan of LeBron James. And watching his career over my lifetime has been such a pleasure. I've never gotten to see him in person play yet. I have not watched a live in-person game of LeBron James. And the opportunity, there's not many opportunities left. What was it like watching, not only getting to go see a, a, a Lakers-Thunder game, what was it like watching LeBron in person? Man, the the guy is everything that what people talk about, man. He is he is a genetic freak that that still controls every part of the game which is amazing, like his basketball IQ, um, his leadership, and, and the way that he interacts with the coaching staff uh, was something that, that a coach really understands and, and really likes, man. I, I loved how, how uh, Coach Ham would, would allow him to, to, to talk a little bit too, um, which was really cool, man. Um, I thought that was and that just shows how long he's been in the league and how great a player he really is. Yeah. One thing that uh, I always I, I wish his legacy was more accepted by the public when it comes to how you take care of your body. The guy's basically never been hurt long term in his entire career. I mean, he's missed I think three weeks is the longest he's ever been out for one stretch. Uh, you know, he's uh, his his dedication to his physical health is impressive. Uh, and, you know, his consistency over the long term, there, there's not a better answer. And every coach, this is not the cliche of consistency, there's nobody better at it than LeBron. Right, man. 
I, I just love, man, I'm a huge guy of habits and, and discipline and maturity. And, and you know, you got to have maturity. You got to have discipline to have the daily habits to keep you in the league as long as LeBron has been in the league. And I hope some of these younger players, I, I hope the Oklahoma City Thunder players took, took note of it. But uh, I do like, I, you know, his discipline, his maturity, and, and that which makes his habits way better. And I think that's what, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little crazy and biased, but I think that's what makes uh, him him, his daily habits. Uh, to make his body right, to make uh, his basketball IQ right. Uh, he just has the habits in place to have a, a, a career like he's had. Absolutely. Let's uh, dive in, though, to uh, the program that you're running, and that is Neosher County Women's Basketball. You guys are having a tremendous year so far, 12-3. and three. Uh, so naturally, you guys are first in so many offensive categories. So naturally, I want to start with how last year ended. <laughs> um, I want to go back to uh, that semifinal of the NJCAA Region 6 tournament up in uh, Olathe. Uh, the coldest gym in America, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Um, it was a, uh, you guys play Labette in the semifinals of that tournament. Uh, the winner of the tournament goes to the national uh, championship or national tournament. Uh, it, it was the furthest you have ever taken the Neosho County Panthers. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm not, mis if I'm not wrong and correct me if I am furthest you had ever gotten. Uh, and you guys force over, you guys play Labette to overtime. You led in the final three seconds, uh, before that game went Labette's way. We know how, we know how great of a, of a program Labette was under Mitch Rolls. Uh, I'm curious you know, I wanted to bring this up because I re I watched the game the next day. I watched the championship between the Region Six championship between Labette and Johnson County the next day. That game goes to three overtimes and ended in the seventies. Like those teams were so tired, they were so dead. And I wonder, and I sit there and say, if Neosho County would have beat Labette yesterday, they would have had a real shot at beating Johnson County because I don't think Johnson County would have been able to keep up with its with their conditioning. I'm curious how you think back to that tournament last year, how much it honestly weighs on you. Because a lot of times, from the coaches I respect the most, those losses, they just never really let them go. And it's not necessarily the healthiest thing. It can be painful at times. I'm curious how that one weighs on you. Yeah, um, it, it's a painful reminder. Um, <laughs> I'm blessed, man, because I, I lost to a little brother in Mitch Rose. Um, you know, I've considered him my little brother ever since I met him. Um, but the little brothers always whooped the big brother, man. I, I think I've only got him one time. So um, he's a heck of a coach, and, and I, I love him to death. And the, the way that played out was is, is uh, you know, um, we, we, had a, we had a chance to beat uh, Labette at Labette the very first time we played him that year. Very physical game, a lot of text, a couple players thrown out on both teams. That was a real slugfest. Right, that was a you know a controversial game uh, where where we lose maybe maybe we should have maybe we shouldn't have um, and then Labette comes to our place and really in the first quarter man they came out and, and put a twenty piece on us and, and we could never recover so when we saw them in the semifinals in the final four of the region uh, our kids were our kids were excited about it um, you know great teams love to play great teams and um, we. We we respect we respected Labette we respected Mitch, um, but uh, our kids come from you know they come from tough backgrounds and, and and tough tough places and 
and uh, they're always up for for a chance to win. And, and uh, you know, we uh, we go up with the layup right with uh, three seconds left. We we go up two with the layup. Um, one of our best players this year falls and hits the mat, and she can't get back up. And uh, to, to Mitch's team's credit, they get a great uh, first outlet pass um, and, and get a layup on the other end in three seconds, which was really impressive. And, um, you know, they force us to overtime. And, uh, you know, we missed a few threes, and, and they, they went inside and made a couple buckets inside. And, um, you know, our, our freshmen that are here now, uh, they they – they get to see that a lot. We play that a lot. Um, my captain, Denia, the kid that it happened to, um, she has a screenshot of it. And <laughs> so she watches it every day before practice. Gah. And that's that's what I like about Janaya Brown is, you know, just like the best coaches, the best players carry that stuff with them. It, it's painful for her, I'm sure. Uh, I'm curious. You know, one thing I will say, and obviously every coach always takes the offseason to – you know, assess, make adjustments, do what they do. And I think how you guys played against Lebet in three games against them, it was very emblematic of how your season went. Uh, you know, obviously you guys had a very successful year last year. You really set the tone for what this year is looking like, and we're going to get into this year next. But I want to revisit maybe how you uh, made some adjustments in the offseason by making the point that you look at the – 13 quarters you played against Lebet, the 12, you know, in regulation plus the overtime period. Uh, you were probably better than them in eight or nine of them, and you went 0-3. Uh, yeah. I'm curious how you, you know, you look at it, you look at your performance against a team of that caliber and you say, hey, we were we were probably the better team the most of the time. But we didn't win the game. How did how did you what what was the what was the gap there that you tried to that you're trying that you tried to narrow in the offseason? Did you find what that difference was? Yeah, we you know um, like every like every good coach man that you've had on this show. Um, you know, I, I study every offensive clip from every single game. Uh, so every clip, offensive clip from every single game, I studied it uh, this summer. And, and, and we came out, we made some adjustments to it. Um, you know, our chaotic style on the defensive end, we gave up too many easy, unforced layups. Um, and, and so we, we, needed, we needed to make some adjustments on that end. Uh, this year we've done a better job of not giving up as many layups. We still give up some because we have a lot of freshmen playing this year. Uh, but, um, you know, our, our biggest adjustment was we relied a ton on the three last year, and this year's team scores a, a lot more at, in the paint. Mm -hmm. And I think that allows you guys to even set up your deep your, – your, if you're scoring in the paint, you can probably set up your press a little better too. Yeah, man. Uh, when, we get, when we get a bucket, when we get a layup in the paint, that gives us a chance to, to really get the matchups we want. Um, as you guys know, and it's no secret, we press on every single possession. Missed shot, made shot, live ball, turnover. Um, missed three, made three, made layup, missed layup. So uh, it doesn't matter what we do. Um, we, we press, um, and we want it to be relentless. Um, we've made some adjustments uh, over the last couple years where um, we don't give up as many layups as we have in the past. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing I want to ask you about before we get into this year's team. We'll do that on the other side of the break. But you started your career at Cedarvale Dexter, coaching small high, small town high school basketball uh, here in Kansas. Uh, I'm curious what you know. You got you you got firsthand experience with being a coach in high school uh, here in Kansas. Obviously, you're a Wichita native. Uh, what is kind of your stock of Kansas high school athletics as it relates to the Jayhawk conference and particularly cause you got to coach at high school and then you, and then obviously you're a Juco coach. Now when you're out recruiting, particularly Southeast Kansas kids, wh- what are you looking for that, that you say, okay, this kid can play at the, at the Kansas Jayhawk conference level versus maybe this kid can't, and maybe their resumes on paper are the same. What are you, what does a coach look for, for a recruit that stands out, that stands out particularly in this area? Um, you know, for us, and especially Southeast Kansas, I'll make it, I've made no bones about it since I've been at Neosho. Um, I want to have the most uh, Southeast Kansas kids on our roster, um, and then I want to have the best Southeast Kansas kids on our roster. Like, that's been a goal for Neosho for us since I've been here. Um, we have been getting better Southeast Kansas kids that, that do make an impact. We had Corey Babcock last year. Um, who, who made a big impact for us and, yeah. and who's doing great. It was doing knockdown shooter. Yes. Knockdown shooter. So, um, but for us, what, what we, what we do, um, we, there's two, two criteria. It's really simple for, for Kansas, for Kansas recruiting. Are they relentless on the offensive glass and can they make a three point shot? If they can make a three point shot, um, and do it consistently and, and, if they're relentless on the offensive glass and do not let people box them out, then then that uh, uh, that that's their meal ticket to Neosho, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I I've taken kids that kids that people have been like, they're why in the world is this kid playing at Neosho? Um, and, and you know I, I'm kind of biased. I've got a guy that's been on my been on at Neosho for 30 years, Coach Mark Childers. And um, he's probably one of the best shooting coaches in Kansas. And, and I'd put him up against anybody, any level. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been doing it a long time. Um, so uh, when he comes to watch the games with us um, in southeast Kansas, if we're going to watch a shooter, um, you know, uh, the, the easy question, and, and you know this, John, is, is have coaches that are way smarter than you around you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the, to, uh, I've always said to me, the best leaders are the ones who know who like put the best people around them. Nobody's yeah. no one person is ever going to have all the answers, but I can put good people around me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I think that's leadership. Um, and the simple question is, I say, Coach Marsh, can, can you make her a shooter in our system? And if the answer is yes, then there's an offer coming. Um, you know, and uh, we can go down the list, man. We had Kaylee Augustine from Gerard. We've had Jenna. Ed- now the head coach at St. Paul, by the way. Right, yeah. Kaylee's at St. Paul. Jenna's, um, Jenna Edgerson at Independence, I think, is coaching the JV. Um, Danielle Weaver, that was at uh, uh, Riverton. Like, I mean, we, we've been able to get some kids. Mm-hmm. Going back to my first year, Mackenzie Dunbar out of Riverton also. So, um, and then. Uh, Camry Burke out of St. Paul. So we we find a niche in what you know. We try to find a niche in what what we want, and then um, we hope to goodness that some of them come and play for us. 
For sure. Well, hey, uh, JJ, stick around. We're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we got to talk about uh, how good your season has been so far. I'm going to pick your brain a little bit about your system. Uh, listeners, come back for the B break because I'm about to rattle off stats that look like video game numbers. So, JJ, stick around. We'll be right back here on the War Room here on KOKC Radio. JJ Davis, the Neosho County Community College women's basketball coach, uh, here is the guest. Don't go anywhere. And welcome back to the War Room here on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. J.J. Davis, the Wichita native, the Neosho County women's basketball head coach, is the guest today. And we've got to talk about how Neosho County, one of the local JUCOs here in Southeast Kansas, they are the premier women's team in Southeast Kansas right now in the Kansas Jayhawk Conference. They are 12-3 and at Christmas break. Christmas felt pretty good for them. They were on a 10-game win streak before a December 9 loss to Connor State. Guys, I'm going to take you through some of their stats, and then we're going to get J.J. Davis is going to tell us how it happened. Uh, let's take you. Let's take you through some of the team stats real quick. Points. They lead the nation. Points per game at ninety nine point one. They lead the nation. Field goals made per game thirty five point nine. That's third in the nation. Field goal attempts per game over a hundred shots per game. Number one in the country. Three pointers made and attempted per game. They're number one in the country. Offensive rebounds per game twenty seven point eight. Number one in the country. Total rebounds per game fifty eight rebounds per game. That's number one in the country. This is the craziest one to me out of all of it because everything I just read off is very much a I don't I'm not this is not uh, this is not uh, putting it down at all but it's very much a function of a system of offense this is the one that is the most fun to me steals per game 25.3 that's number one in the country and then one thing another thing that stands out to me too that's a defensive stat opponents three-point percentage 21.2 percent that's ninth in the country teams are not making threes against the Oshawa County JJ, how has that? How have you got this team clipping like that through 15 games? You know, uh, it's just about culture. It's a culture, Sean. It's it's something that that our kids, the ones that come back as sophomores, um, it's something that we we breed um, and, and we bleed it. Man, we we spend a lot of time in the gym. Um, you know, people think people think our our three point stuff is. We, we just recruit a bunch of three-point shooters. Um, you know, that's probably the furthest from truth. Uh, we do recruit kids that can shoot the basketball, but we wake up every single day at 7 to 7.30 and, and make 500 threes as a team. Um, and, there, you know, there's no secret sauce to it. you got to do it. And, and uh, our kids are invested in doing it. Um, they're invested in getting better at it. And, and so, um, you know, we, we have a bunch of uh, challenge boards in our locker room, and our kids uh, our kids look forward to breaking them. So, J.J., uh, we talked a little bit about uh, – you, you, you hinted at it when I did a story on this for the Chanute Tribune about how you studied this system uh, from a guy from Australia – uh, you, you kind of picked up this system. It's something that has really come to light here in the last few years, uh, really come to fruition. This system of, you know, it, it's very similar to the Grinnell system 
uh, that uh, is, uh, and maybe it is Grinnell, you'll have to tell me, but obviously the volume of shots that you guys get up per game, you know, it's probably, you know, it, it's, you know, getting up a hundred shots per game, that's on purpose. Uh, and, you know, obviously your offensive rebounding, that's on purpose. Jumping passing lanes, that's on purpose. You know, forcing turnovers. It's very much kind of, a, it, to put it simply, it's, we're just going to get more shots than you, more opportunities to score points, and it's going to be really hard to lose when we do that. Well, t- tell tell me a little bit about what the system is, how you implement it. You know what 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 is you know be the college professor a little bit for me. Yeah, man. The 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 simple sauce is uh, the way we lead the nation in offensive rebounding. Um, people people ask us all the time, and and it's really simple. We send five guys to the glass every single possession. Um, we send five people to the glass. In, on the defensive possession, then we send five people to the glass on the offensive possession. Um, we, and once we once we do that, um, we're able to to trap every single every single action. So if we make a shot, we're able to get in our press. Um, if we miss a shot, what we uh, we call it fire, uh, and then we're able to 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 run and jump you and, and slow the ball down. And and uh, our goal in our career here as never to be able to let somebody run a set play against us. Um, we don't want people to ever run a set play in all 40 minutes. So, um, you know, 98% of the, the teams in the country uh, practice, uh, if they practice for an hour, they spend 50 minutes doing set plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and our goal is to, to never allow them to ever run a set play. And so that's, you know, I've never heard a coach really put it that way. I've never thought of it from that angle. That's, that's so smart, though. Like, you think about, think about how much practice time is wasted when you play Neosher County, if I'm the opposing yeah. coach. <laughs> like, yeah. so, but obviously that, that is, you know, the, the, my counter to it is if you're sending five to the offensive glass every time, obviously that opens you up to the risk of leak outs. How do you, how do you guard against, against that, both literally yeah. and metaphorically? How do you protect yourself from leak outs if you're sending five to the glass? Well, um, so we have, we have a philosophy, Sean. So our goal is we want to get 20 offensive rebounds and have, 30, uh, have 25 to 30 live ball turnovers. So that's about that's about 50 possessions, 50 extra possessions for us. Yeah. So yes, some teams are going to leak out, um, but the answer is um, more times we're going to get an offensive rebound than they leak out and get right. Hmm. And that, so, it's so so it's essentially just it, it's a numbers game, basically. It's a numbers game. It's an analytic game, Sean. And and uh, you know, I, I told you it before the break. I study every single offensive clip. Um, I've studied every offensive clip this first semester. I've studied all every offensive clip last year, every single game. Um, and those teams that, that ironically say they boxed out every single possession, um, we all know that's a fib, right? <laughs> they don't box out all five guys. Now they box out the guys closest to the rim every time, but they don't box out. That's what makes us special. Our guards uh, rebound well and uh, – as you as you know, Janiah Brown, who's uh, first in the nation and or first or second in, in the nation in offensive rebounding, uh, and, and she's a guard. Yeah. So. I mean, and I, I, so another thing that um, stands out to me obviously is the sheer volume of shot attempts. Obviously, you talked about getting fit, those extra possessions. Uh, is there? 
you know, is there a is it is it on purpose? Is there a point to get a shot up quickly, or is every offensive possession still you want to take the best shot? You're not necessarily concerned with how low the clock gets. No, we, um, you know, Sean, we have rules, um, and I have no bones about telling you one of our main rules. If they score on us, we want a three point attempt in the first seven seconds, hmm. uh, coming back the other way. Um, we want you to know that your 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 layup that you made was measly, and we're trying to hit a three on you. We're coming, coming yeah. back in the first second. Because um, for one, we you can know shoot thirty percent worse from the from the field and match that match the production of every layup. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, you understand the math. So we have rules on that. Um, most. But when I have when I have college coaches or professional coaches call me and ask me like, "Yo, coach, how in the world in the last three years have you been in the top three in scoring, offensive rebounds, steals, all of that?" Um, the easiest way that I can put it, Sean, um, uh, we have it's one fourth Grinnell, one fourth Res Ball, Reservation Ball, Indian basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's one fourth uh, forty minutes of hell, Arkansas. And then it's one fourth uh, Neo Show way. So, <laughs> I love that. Hey, um, you got to be yourself. You ha- Neo Show has to be part of that DNA. Amen. So that's you know we're a quarter of all all four of those things. Have we stole things from those other three teams? Absolutely. Um, but our identity is in how we do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think. You know, I don't. I haven't seen a team yet uh, in the country do it the way we do it. Um, and what makes us what makes us good is, um, in my opinion, uh, every first semester of, for the last three years, all fifteen kids on our roster play minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so by the time that they're ready to go for real, the second semester against the best teams in the country, uh, they've been through the fire. Yeah. So. They've had some college time, and, and I'm of the belief, Sean, like it's hard for me to recruit a kid and then just watch him rot. Now, and I, I know the other kid, other coaches have different philosophies, blah, 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 blah. That's, hey, that's them, and I understand it. Um, but if we recruit a kid um, and they're good enough to make our roster, we want them to be here for the long run, and especially today's portal, portal world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't take much now for a kid to transfer. No. So, I am curious, that was probably the last question I got for you, is how does this system translate on the recruiting trail? Because if you're going after like a prized, a prized recruit, so to speak, someone that, is, that, is, that would be expected to be an all-conference caliber talent, uh, you know, you're probably, the, the message to that kid is, you're going to get your stats, you, just, you may not play 30 minutes a game, you'll play, you'll play 20 just like everybody else, but you're still going to get your stats. How do you kind of uh, how does how does your system translate on the recruiting trail? Well, if you can shoot at all, you know this, Sean. If you can shoot at all, you know you're going to get ten threes a game. <laughs> and there ain't there ain't another program in the country that their best shooter gets ten threes a game. So uh, unless you're playing for the men's Grinnell team, yeah. <laughs> um, you know that's the easy selling point. Um, the 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 shooting part of it is really easy. Um, I, I will I'll be really vulnerable and honest with you. The point guard position for our program is probably the hardest to recruit. It's easy to find. It, I won't say it's easy, but my wife does a really good job. She's my recruiting coordinator. My wife does a really good job at finding fours and fives that'll just 
will not get will not let themselves get boxed out. I don't know how she does it, <laughs> um, but she I think she finds the toughest kid in every state and says, "Come on, I will give you a scholarship, and all you gotta do is rebound." Yep, so, <laughs> easy um, sell. <laughs> right, and, and, and you'll play because sometimes they don't even play in high school. We mm-hmm. had a couple kids that play good minutes for us and, and and played maybe seven to eight minutes a game in high school. Yeah. So um, there's a role uh, for every kid on our team. So uh, that's part of the system. You know, like it's not the traditional three out, four out, one in, um, you know, run a set play every possession. So, um, but, you know, we know uh, we got to get better at the point guard position. Uh, and that's the hardest one to recruit to. That is That leads me into my the last question I got for you, JJ, as we wrap up. We got about 90 seconds left, which is, how do you get this program that you're at right now? You guys obviously, on paper, statistically, have made such strides. You know, you lead the country in so many categories. How do we translate that into not just winning seasons, which are fantastic, by the way. Probably only half the country does that. And it's, you know, having a winning season is a super special accomplishment and should not be undersold. How do we get to the next level? How do we get to the region championship game? How do we get to that home playoff game that I know you really want? How do we get to conference title contender? How do we? How does Neosha County take that next step with this system that you have? Yeah, you know, um, being disciplined in our habits, mm-hmm. uh, um you know, being disciplined and, and showing up, continuing to do the process. Um, and, and our kids know, man, they, they, I'm really vulnerable with our kids. They know we got 73 days left before um, our guaranteed days are up is what we call it. Right. Yeah. So they know they got to put the process in for 73 more days to give us extra days. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't take that lightly, man. And, uh, you know, you know, as well as I do, it's hard to get to the final four in this region. Yes, it and is. It's really hard, and it's really hard to get in the championship game. <laughs> and that so, is really, really hard to get past that. Think about that. Mitch only did it once. Right. <laughs> Mitch yeah. only yeah. did it once. In all yeah. those years, he won 22-plus games at Lebet. He yeah. only did it once, and God save his soul, he didn't even get to go to the national tournament that year because COVID broke out. Right. And, 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 you know, he's one of the best coaches I've ever known. And, and so um, – you know, we we know um, that we uh, we know that we we want to get our goal. And I've told you this before: Neosho's never had a home playoff game, um, and so uh, that's front and foremost of what we want. Um, but it, but don't get it twisted. We'll go on the road and play again. We we're all right with that. We, <laughs> well, hey, that'll do it for us on the War Room this week. JJ, you're, you're going to be a regular. I don't care what you say. You're about to be a regular on this show. It's about to be. You have elevated the quality of the War Room, which desperately needed with its host. So uh, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, uh, you know, I hope uh, and I hope you have a happy new year, man. Man, I hope you have a blessed new year, man. Uh, Congratulations, Chiefs, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a fun, it's a fun, fun day for everybody. Well, that'll do it for the War Room here on KOKC Radio in Parsons. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Thank you to JJ Davis and the Elsher County women's basketball head coach. Everybody stay safe and God bless.